Hello again, Kirby Lund, professor of English at Williston State College, and myself, Zahi Atala, are talking about plagiarism. In this uh, third segment of uh, this week, we're going to be trying to address the question of how can we get better at proofing assignments and exam in the age of AI? Kirby, we just touched on it uh, in our previous segment uh, when we talked about uh, the ethical parts of uh, of AI, uh, tell me, tell me a little bit more about it because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited about anything ethical because as humans, we're tr- gonna try to walk to the very edge of what is ethical or legal or, or permissible. Right. So, plagiarism itself is is not illegal in the United States, but across the board, we do count it as unethical because it's it's kind of a form of theft. So if we were to get students to understand that and and maybe at the very beginning of the semester have a discussion about okay well what like you're saying what are the limits of of plagiarism and fair use how how far could we take AI tools before it starts to become unethical? One project or or one video lecture that I'd like to do with my students this semester is kind of half talking head video and half screen sharing where I pull up an AI tool and I start saying, okay, I want you to write me a paper. But instead of writing a whole paper, so that that very low effort prompt of write me a two page paper about this topic and whatever it spits out, I'll just submit that to my professor. Instead of that, I want to say, OK, AI tool, I want to write about this topic. I don't know where to start. Can you help me generate ideas? So if if students don't have someone to bounce ideas off of a a flesh and blood human being to bounce their ideas off of and and say here's what i'd like to write about and get feedback from peers or or from you know a writing center or anything like that they can do the same thing with chat gpt or other ai tools it can be a question and answer session to say, I'd like to write about this topic. I want to hit on these main ideas. Is there anything I'm missing? And the AI tool is going to spit out some ideas of gaps where you may not have thought to go yet. Another ethical way that we could perhaps use AI tools in writing assignments is structure. How do I actually structure this essay? AI tool, can you tell me if I'm writing about this topic, here's what my assignment is. How would I structure a paper? Can you create an outline for me cool. to show me how how the logical flow of ideas should start my paper, go through the background information, uh, go into my main points, mm-hmm. add counter arguments, that kind of thing. So I think one of the limits in in my mind for writing assignments is using AI tools to create an outline. Because you're not necessarily telling the tool to write me the entire essay, and then I just submit it because that's the lowest effort thing I can do. Instead, I get an outline and I can 
pull that outline, put it into a Word document and say, you know what, this, this part doesn't fit my assignment. I'm going to get rid of that. But I do need to hit this idea because the instructor put that in their paper assignment guidelines. So I'm going to add that idea here. I always tell students it's a lot easier to write your papers in an outline format to start before you even write the essay because you can delete ideas, add ideas, rearrange ideas in the outline format without spending hours coming up with an essay and then realizing, oh, actually, I should have done it this way and this way and this way first. So there is an ethical use to AI tools, but instructors have to be, I guess, open and honest about how they want their students to use those tools if they are allowed to use those tools. So, so let me pull, uh, ask you, as you're speaking, uh, I, I, you reminded me that I had been trying to develop a thought. Uh, so I always like to utilize the prowesses and knowledge and abilities of multiple teachers to support the student in writing heavy classes. Do you think that when you have a sociology and a history and an English instructor aligning their, and that's an example, aligning their assignments, uh, and it's one assignment that hits it from a variety of angles, do you think that that allows us to go away from the high stakes and overwhelming the student to finding uh, them a way of being surrounded and helped so that assignment becomes a meaningful uh, masterpiece, let's call it, for that student with the support of their teachers. So we limit the impact of plagiarism. We limit the impact of I'm, I'm stretched thin. I, I don't have any more time. I'm going to go to my favorite AI tool or I'm going to go to the internet and copy it, or I'm going to pay somebody to do it for me. I think making those inroads across disciplines could be really beneficial. I, I don't know that we're ever going to have a plagiarism proof assignment. I, I just don't think that that's ever going to be in the cards for us. So this is something that you and I are going to have to deal with for as long as we're in education. Right. But by, by piggybacking assignments from one discipline to another, I think that would be a good way to show students what, and again, I use this problematic phrase, the real world, what the world outside the college is like, because we treat our classes like they exist in a vacuum. English has its own assignments and and we're only going to use MLA format and, and APA format in this specific class. Well, what happens when you get to a psychology class? Well, now you're using APA format again, but our students are thinking that, no, this discipline is siloed by itself and there's no transfer of skills to the next class. And that's one thing that I've heard over the last 10 years in education is there is a lack of transfer of skills in right. our students. We learn it this semester. We go into the upcoming holiday break. We purge everything out of our brains that we learned this semester. We go into class in January and, oh, well, I never learned this. I No, we did it last semester. 
I had you as a student last semester. We did it. It's the same thing here. But there's no transfer of skills from one semester to another or one class to another. So working with colleagues might be a good way to shift our focus from those siloed assignments and exams and maybe make more cross-disciplinary project-based learnings right. that hit more of, of what students are going to find in the workforce. In the workforce, they're going to be asked to comment on a bunch of different things all at once, sometimes simultaneously, sometimes throughout a work week, they'll, they'll dip into their knowledge of this topic and this topic and this one. But that's not the way that we've, we've currently based higher education and our assignments. Well, yeah, I mean, because the assignments are, uh, and exams and quizzes and flow through from that perspective, unless we shift perspectives, we're not going to have a shift in the downstream elements, right? Uh, so then I, when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking uh, perhaps that's also a way to make assignments, to make exams, to make quizzes more engaging. Therefore, have the student find them to be meaningful, find them to be helpful, and find them to be something they want to complete, not something they want to dread. Did I hear you right? Absolutely. Uh, well, I, I think you and I may be masochists in thinking that uh, <laughs> assignments and exams are, uh, are helpful tools that, that could be enjoyed and learned from, but I'm hoping many more people would see it this way. Uh, one last question uh, for you, Kirby. Um, I, in a previous uh, iteration of my professional life, I had a, what would be a counterpart of yours, walk in students in if that person found five words in a row that were similar to somebody else's writing. Uh, is that person going a little too far? If it's if it's those five words in a row, I I can't imagine chasing a student down the hallway to allege them of plagiarism. Just the same way that one of my colleagues, one of my former colleagues, would report inaccurate citation as plagiarism. So if if a, a citation was formatted incorrectly, if there wasn't an italics on on the website name, if they used periods instead of commas, no, that was plagiarism. And I I keep thinking about that in my own classes and saying, okay, if I if I alleged every student of plagiarism for having an incorrectly cited outside source, I don't think I would have any students left. So the way that I approach plagiarism is, is more so, does it seem like there was an intentional action on the part of the student to either not do this, the assignment or try to actively cheat on the assignment? Now, right. if there are a few words that are similar to another student's, then it takes a little bit of of that English experience background to say, 
okay, are they writing about the exact same topic? Well, what does each paragraph look like from one to the next? Are there similarities there? Are there similarities in the writing style? Are there similarities in the citations? Did they cite the exact same sources from one paper to another? Then you could maybe build the argument that, okay, maybe these two students work together and maybe this would be a conversation to have with those students. Sure. But to to go straight into it and say, this is plagiarism and you're going to fail this assignment. I feel like it's overkill. We have to understand our students. We have to understand their mentalities. We have to understand their written voices and we have to understand how they're approaching their assignments. If they're just completely disinterested in the assignment, it's likely they're not going to put the effort in. Right. So it all starts with conversations with the student Every time that I have an issue with plagiarism, it's I, I walk in the door with the idea that it's a learning experience. So if you did plagiarize on purpose, okay, we're going to fail this assignment because this is clearly not allowed. If if they didn't realize that, oh, this does count as plagiarism. No, it, it does count as plagiarism. You're going to fail this assignment. But now we have the knowledge to move forward. Right, right. I, I, as you were talking, I had the image of uh, Monty Python and the quest for the Holy Grail, where they wanted to burn the uh, the witch. And, you know, for any number of reasons, she was called a witch and whatever tests were done to prove that she's a witch. Uh, Kirby, thank you. I think we uh, started uh, cracking the uh, the hard shell of plagiarism. Uh, I know we're going to get back to talking about it uh, in the future because it's not never going to end. Um, and I thank you for your time. And, and hopefully we've planted the seed of thought about plagiarism, about how we can uh, potentially make our uh, assignments and exams a little bit more plagiarism proof by rethinking the way we uh, the way and the reasons for which we give exams uh, thank you so much for joining me today this was let's talk ed with uh, kirby lund i'm zahi atala we'll see you here uh, next week on uh, youtube or wherever you get your podcasts